Episode 85, everybody, with Chris Malloy, a.k.a. Big Duke, guy from Cleveland, Ohio, who is now in Los Angeles, kicking ass in the music industry, uh, producing with some of the industry's biggest names. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at Don't Mind If I Duke. Click the link here in the uh, show notes. And uh, just a really inspirational cat. You guys will understand what I'm talking about. He's full of energy, loves what he's doing, pursued his passions. And uh, picked up and left Cleveland about seven years ago and, and decided to take a leap of faith and follow his heart. And it's led him to now working with the game uh, on a year-long record amongst many other superstars, celebrities, big-time artists as he continues to uh, navigate the complex and complicated and high-stakes world of uh, music. But uh, was very, very uh, inspirational and I was uh, blown away by his story and by his energy more so than anything, and I know you will as well. So with that said, click subscribe, and then sit back and relax, and welcome the one and only Big Duke. The Optimal Life. What's up, brother? How's it going, man? I'm doing well, man. Good to talk to you. Hey, likewise, man. Thanks for having me on your podcast. You know, it's that, o- it's that OH love, man. <laughs> you know how it go. Um, <laughs> That's even right. though I'm all the way in LA. <laughs> hey, man, you never lose those roots. Oh, no, I never changed, man. You know, um, Cleveland is, you know, what, what what made me me. You know, what makes us us is, uh, I feel like, you know, where you're from. So oh, absolutely. Definitely. I agree with that, brother. How long ago did you move out there? What, about like six, seven years ago, it looked like? Yeah, I moved in, uh, I actually moved January 10th, 2012. You got the exact date, huh? Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. forget nothing, man. I, it was kind of, you know, it was uh, one of those life-changing um moves and one kind of one of those decisions where it was like you know if i do this now i'm probably never gonna do this so you know, you know that's so funny step. man that's so funny because so many people i feel like get into that position in life and they kind of come to a crossroads i think it happens to all of us i feel like it happens to probably almost anybody who has ambition to do something or to make a change or that's going or striving for something they, you come to these you've got like these two or three or four moments in life i think where you kind of get to that fork in the road and you go, all right, which way am I going here? Am I going left or am I going right? Exactly. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta make a decision. And uh, you know, I don't feel like it's a right or wrong decision. I just feel like you know, you either accept the results that come with it or you don't. And then you know, this, when you don't want to accept the results, then that's when you would say it's wrong. Um, but you know, I just I believe in like lessons. I call them lessons and blessings. I don't believe in no mistakes, man. You either learn from something, you know, or, you know, it became a, a blessing to you, you know what I mean, wherever you feel like you propelled. But I feel like either way you move forward, you have to. <laughs> oh, ab- absolutely, man. So so take us back. You you, uh, you went to just a kid from Akron, right? You say what? Just a kid, from, a- just a kid from Akron. Who would not? I'm from Cleveland. Well, you're from Cleveland. I know you went to the University of Akron. So I'm kind of, I'm trying. Oh yeah. I'm doing yeah, a little, I'm doing a little play on words with LeBron here, but you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. You know that. Yeah. I actually went to uh, University of Akron in 2000. Uh, was it end of 2005 or the yeah the end of 2005 going into 2006. Mm-hmm. Um. So I went there for a year, man, and um, you know, I was kind of um. In between, like, figuring out, like, if I wanted to be this guy that had, like, a desk job <laughs> as an electronic engineer, or did I want to, you know, dive into, like, music or something like that? Um, sure. And then they had this magic thing that came along called MySpace, 
and it was just uh, a game changer dude. after that. Man. Hey, man, you you and everybody else. Remember Tom? Every, we, we were all stuck oh, with Tom. Tom is God. our top friend. Tom was the Tom was the best friend ever. We was looking for Tom <laughs> on Facebook when we got to Facebook. We like, where Tom? <laughs> That's right, man. Where Tom go? Where Tom go, website. <laughs> I gotta tell you, man. I kind of miss that with with the the MySpace. There was something cool about MySpace because you were able to go to somebody's page and get a feel for them based upon whatever song was playing. Exactly, and and I felt like you know at that point in time the internet wasn't kind of it was kind of like it wasn't even that cool yet. You know what I mean? It was kind of like if you kind of used it that much, then the people would look at you like, oh well, you smart. Yeah, you use the internet. You know what I mean? But yeah, I had a little nerdy still, vibe to it still. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so you even if you kind of like came past people, you really could kind of get to know them because they would just had a truth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So true. It's so true. Yeah, there that the MySpace was cool man with the with the music and you oh, could kind of just God. go around stalk people look at their pictures everyone was a celebrity and yeah you know, you know all the girls in town were playing the playing songs and posting pictures at the whatever the local club was and everyone felt like they were rock stars pretty much yeah, that's that's literally how I figured. Uh, that's how I figured out. Um, you know how to even put music on MySpace. I was on a girl's page, and uh, she had her brother's music on there. And I was, you know, I'm listening to music, and I'm like, man, this don't really sound that professional. You know, um, I hit her up. I was like, yo, you know, I don't know you, but how did you get this music on your page? She like, what's oh, my brother's music? I was like, well, how did he do it? And she's like, oh, it's a MySpace artist page. So I was like, oh, for real? And I went to go Google it. And I uh, went to it, and it's like I started like the slide page from there. That was kind of like the start of us like putting music on the internet. No kidding, right man. No yeah, kidding. Yeah, it was me, uh, me and my boy uh, Dave Flint, which he, he's a local comedian in uh, Cleveland. Um, but yeah, me and him kind of figured that out. We just started uploading the music, pictures of cars, naked chicks, and all that, and then that joint just started taking off. <laughs> it's amazing the power of the internet. We had no clue. What What did we do? What did all these people do before the internet twenty years ago? Man, everything, I feel like um, everything was more, you know, like original, you know what I mean? Because like, you know, if you were doing something, I couldn't look and like peek into your life and see it and copy it or mimic it. Right. I just kind of had to like have my own thing going and my own ideas, my own perspective. So I feel like, you know, that's something the internet kind of brought us all together. It's a great thing. You know, a lot of things, you know what I mean? It's changed as far as that, like individuality and stuff. Cause it's like a kid could be in the middle of nowhere. They could listen to the music you make. They could dress just like you ordered a clothes straight to their house. So, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of game changers that came with the internet, you know, pros and cons. Absolutely. Um, no doubt crazy. about it. No doubt yeah. about it. And, and the internet obviously has been key for you. Anyone in the industry, I feel like has really benefited from the internet. When you look at music in general, but I'm looking at your bio, and we're talking about University of Akron in the about I don't know 11 or 12, 13 years back, and, and then and then all of a sudden, uh, fast forward to to where we are today, and I'm looking at this list: the game, French Montana, Bryson Tiller, 21 Savage, Sway Lee, Chip the Ripper, I mean Gary Clark Jr., G Easy, Chameleonaire, Fabulous, Rick Ross, Snoop Dogg, E40. The list, Mar and, hey, Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac, bro. Dude, come on, man. The list, man, I mean, that's imp that's incredible. Man, it's, it's crazy. It's like, and, and, you know, I look at it like, all right, these are always, you know, when I, when I wanted to do this, 
always I never looked at anything we were doing on a lower level than anybody that was out or existed you know so when I kind of started even you know in the beginning I was doing like management so I did chips management and um you know I would always just be like oh man let's go up to this person let's talk to him or man let's try to get you in the studio with him you know what I mean it kind of connect the dots so when you know things changed over to me kind of doing production I kind of just took that same approach I'm like okay I'm gonna work hard um, when the opportunities come, you know, I'm going to just present myself. Um, so, you know, that the list is, is, is where it's at now. And, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to keep pushing the, the narrative, man, and kind of showing kids that, you know, you can follow your dreams too, man. And you can, you know, become uh, something of, uh, of yourself and you can kind of, you know, be able to brush shoulders and work with the people that you dreamed of working with or that you always looked up to. Yeah, oh, dude, that's absolutely beautiful. So inspirational. When I saw you and I came across your page, I don't know, maybe a month or so back, and I'm like, man, I gotta, gotta reach out to Big Duke and see if he wants to come on because I could just tell you're a Duke, local guy from anyone that's from Cleveland. We all kind of understand it out here because anyone that's from Cleveland and that leaves and branches out and goes into like Hollywood and is brushing shoulders with Dr. Dre, Snoop, The Game, all these guys, I know you got some inspiration and you got you got a business mind and I wanted to bring you on and hear about it. Yeah, uh, definitely, man. No, I appreciate the opportunity, man. Like for me, um, you know, this is like like this doing this kind of stuff is my dream, man. Just kind of having an outlet uh, to express myself, man, and you know, just show, like I said, kids, you know, that it is a path outside of you know being a rapper or being a a football player or you know what I mean you can kind of exactly. you can it's multiple ways to go man I run across people that are filmmakers like just all kind of stuff actors firemen whatever you know and I'm I'm always just inspired by somebody doing what they love I never look at people you know for a level like oh man they're rich or they're there you know because I feel like if you're doing what you love every day man that's you're as rich as you can be you know what I mean it, the, the material things are, you know, they're man-made things. So, you know, I always say I want the gifts from God, man. It's and beautiful. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's always been my vision. Well, it's so true. And you look at anyone that's go, – go to the uber successful. Go to, like, the Jay-Zs of the world. Go to the, the yeah. guys that, that – to the Larry Pages and, and, and Sergi Brains and, and uh, you, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos, all these guys that are worth bazillions of dollars. It's not about the money at, at some point. It's it's no, about having an impact. It, it gotta be because you know if you, even if you look at like we said material possessions, man, you get you get to a certain level. It's like if I'm like a, you know uh, I I made a couple million dollars. I could buy the same car as Jeff Bezos. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like it's not that much more choices. You know beyond a certain amount of money. You know you just can have more of the same thing. You know how what how I mean? many steak? So, how many more steak dinners can you have? You, you know? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that's what it comes down to. And, and, and on, a, on a smaller scale, I mean, you know, I, I I understand that because as I've as I've advanced in my career, and nowhere near what we're talking about, but as I've advanced and I've been able to do something maybe more than I was able to do the year before. Exactly. And, and, and I'm going, and I'm going. You know, it's kind of nice, but that that's not what that's not going to make bring you that true fulfillment at the end of the day. No, it's not, man. You know, That's so it. it's uh, it's interesting. It, it's definitely interesting. So, so, so back to you. You're out. And you go from from Cleveland to uh, L.A. and you get out there. All right, it's January 2012. I mean, what happens? I mean, you're, you're kind of a fish out of water, I'd imagine. Oh man, I was scared as hell. I had like 700 bucks. Uh, uh, Chip moved out here. 
basically, so we were on a tour. We were on, uh, I think we were on either on one of Chip's tours or like Cuddy's tours. And I remember finishing up, and I remember either, I think Cuddy was like, yo, I'm moving to LA. Chip was like, yeah, I'm moving out there too. And I'm kind of looking around like, uh, like shoot, I'm, I guess I'm going to move out there too. <laughs> and, um, you know, when Chip moved, I was like, yo, is it cool if I can sleep on your couch uh, for, you know, a month or two? He was like, yeah, man, come on, you good. I, I think I had like, Man, like no lie, maybe I remember it was probably like seven hundred bucks, like seven hundred and twelve bucks or something like that. And I got here and it was like I'm just looking at traffic and the buildings and I'm like looking up places to live. I'm like, what? This is crazy. Like this place costs crazy. You go to the local bar and you get a burger and beer for like a hundred hundred dollars. You go, oh shit, this (laughs) this seven hundred is not going to take me very far. (laughs) It ain't that bad, Uh, but but yeah, it, it was it was it was scary man um you know but i also was like i need this feeling you know what i mean because you know there it was kind of like a i was a big fish in a small pond you know what i mean and it's like it's not a very big outlet outside of there like we would see people when they came in town or when we were on tour but we'd be back home and it'd be kind of like we capped off and then i'd be on like instagram or um facebook and i'm like seeing all this stuff going on i'm like man this you know it's places you know where it's like always like entertainment and like music and all this stuff is is thriving and it's going so you know when i when i the first time i ever visited here i was like yo i gotta move there and i didn't know how i was gonna figure it out and then you know kind of came together man god's plan like drake say <laughs> so yeah i mean um, that's incredible so you, you're staying out on the couch i mean where how do you go from that to where, where does what does things start happening for you what are you doing out there uh so i was on the couch um I met, uh, actually one of my uh, good friends, Case, he moved here also. So we both were kind of like on Chip's couch and then, and like, it was just another guy named G who lived down the hall. So we would go back and forth, like, one night I'm on Chip's couch, one night I'm on G's couch. And then, uh, this guy we knew, uh, I think his name, uh, Marcus, what is Marcus' name? Marcus Sims. He's actually from Cleveland. Um, oh, the guy, I don't know if he, I'm not sure, like, what, what exactly he did, but he had rented an apartment. Um, downtown so he was looking for roommates or a roommate mm-hmm. um, he had like a loft so it was like a two bedroom loft so we took the second bedroom and kind of split that joint in half man and just start grinding like our way up you know from there and I but I did everything from driving lift to shoot man I, you know just anything man I, I would have been a milkman if you could right <laughs> you didn't care just, you were just you were focused on making money so you could at least just just get by so you can stay yeah. out there stay out there yep. and, and so continue to network yep survive and, and, and kind of do what I love I was blessed to um you know Bishop uh, is another guy from Cleveland he's a pretty big uh, engineer there and Yanni he's a pretty established producer did a lot of stuff like Trey Songs and uh, Missy Elliott all kind of people so they were here they had a studio here um, so me and Chip, you know, we would come by the studio and then Bishop ended, ended up being like, yo, I want to rent uh, my room out. So me and Chip started renting the room out from him. And that was kind of like how I came to the studio, you know, that I now like I'm partners and like owning it now. But um, I kind of came to that space and it was, I was just like, yo, it's like music going on all day. It's like all kind of celebrities in and out the building. And I was kind of like, okay, I never, you know, back home, I was pretty established, but I never been in a, a place where it's like you're around everybody and everybody's that. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a, 
you're the man kind of thing. It's more like, okay, everybody is on the level, you know, and it's above you and even above the level that, you know, the people you're around, right. they're around. So, you know, you're talking I about like had, the cream of the crop, just, just walking through like it, it just another yeah, day. Just just another movie day. Stars, yeah. You know, you just walk in a room and it's like a Rita or something, you know, just, just all kind of, you know what I mean? Vixens, all kind of stuff. So I was like, man, I never even seen women that look like this. But then now they're like <laughs> on this level too. Right. So it's like ridiculous, you know. Yeah. So I just kind of trying to play it cool too. Like, oh, okay, hey, what's up? Oh, you know, you got it, you man. You got to play. You got you got to fake it till you make it, and that's exactly. obviously what you were doing. Yeah. So yeah, so you know, I came here to this studio, man, and and it was kind of like an eye opener you know what I mean I was like okay you know I still was like doing chips like management stuff me and Kevin um but I had always been kind of producing you know just on the low and no you know nobody even really knew like I had worked on a lot of chips projects but I just kept it more so like okay I make the tracks but then I'm gonna just handle the business so you won't know me as that um and then when I came here I kind of the gears kind of shifted because it was like okay I can do this you know what I'm saying and I can focus on this and you know maybe this is my path so I kind of jumped on that path man and you know things just kind of you know start opening up and I have my hardships and stuff um Sure. You know, a lot of ups and downs, you know, and that's that's part of life. But you know, it, it's just you know, it's been a it's been a good journey, man. So, were you in the studio like as much as you possibly could be? Yeah, I'm. I'm literally in the studio right now. You're like, in the I studio now, yeah. I'm in the studio, literally, man. I say like a hundred hours a week. <laughs> that's, wow. Yeah, and if I'm not in the studio, I'm at a meeting or I'm at home, like trying to hit the reset button so I can get back to the studio or meetings. Um, you know, and I'm just trying to kind of keep leveling up and keep going. You know, I'm, I'm just inspired, man, and I want to get into a really big position where I can kind of help and you know put kids on and make moves and all kind of stuff like that. You know what sure. I mean? So. Sure. I, you know, I'm not gonna stop until I'm there, man. That's how I feel. Well, it's amazing because I mean, you're obviously on the right track, uh, at least from what I'm seeing and, and from the little I know about you. But seeing your social, seeing your Instagram, seeing the people that you're surrounded by, man, you're surrounded by some of the best. I mean, I, that picture that I even posted on the story last night uh, with you and Dr. Dre. Talk about that session that you guys had a few weeks back. Oh man, I, that was epic. Um, so basically, yeah, I, I think uh, I've been working on Games album for about a year, so we just finishing that up now. And hey, uh, real quick, working. real quick, by the way, uh -huh. were you involved in that uh, My Life song with with the game and Lil Wayne? Uh, no, no, no okay. I guess so. I've been known um, Game. What's funny is the studio, the first that same studio that I'm speaking to you about, Game had a room in the, in this studio also. <laughs> okay. So that's how I met him, and uh, that's how him and uh, Chip met also. Um, when Chip did worked on his album a few years back, but no, I hadn't even like I probably worked with him once, and um, you know I seen him one day. I stopped by uh, his studio, and you know, we just kept working from that day on but um when yeah one day he hit me and he was like yo we're uh he's like yo dre is gonna or actually no i i remember exactly how it happened happened so he did a song with nipsey last summer um mm -hmm. we probably started working like a week after that or like a couple days after that um or i might have came by that same day after nipsey left or something like that and we started working and uh we kind of came up with an album then and then we ended up changing and going through you know the creative process sure. um but basically we were done with the album and then the you know the passing happened of nipsey um 
So we kind of all of us got like a uh, like us, me and like all of the producers on Game Album and Game, and we all got it like a chat group or whatever. Um, and you know, I kind of I fell asleep on that Sunday that Nipsey passed, and I woke up and I and I'm seeing all these messages, and I'm like, yo, what the hell? You know what I mean? What happened? What happened? What happened? So whatever. So I Google and they're like, oh, Nipsey passed. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. You know, my and I'm thinking, I'm like, yo, Game got that song with him. You know, I didn't do it. it actually, was a producer named Pongo, by the way. He's actually pretty dope. Um, did a lot of did a lot of got a lot of big stuff coming out, but. Um, you know, Game's like, yo, I'm gonna use that song. You know, Dre's gonna mix it. So, you know, I'm gonna need y'all to pull up on me when, when, when we go over there. So I'm like, all right, cool. So that day comes. Um, he asks me, he's like, yo, we pulling up on Dre. You know, text me the address. Um, like, yeah, come, you know, come over there. Or come meet us or whatever. So uh, I get there, uh, I think a little bit early before him. And uh, it's actually my boy Stack Hall was there, which he's a, he was like a legendary rapper, but he, he's like an AR manager all kind of stuff now mm-hmm. um and i walk in i see stat man stat's like yo what's up and Drake's standing here talking to him so i kind of was like it was like you know it just happened so quick and i walk in and stat's like yo this is duke and then first thing he says he's like yo man you buff as shit <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like oh man i was like dog man it's you you know what i mean i'm trying to be like you whatever we just laughing you know got to um kind of conversating talking about music um you know he was kind of talking about some you know, life stuff which sure. was pretty dope and um then we you know everybody kind of walked in game walked in you know we was all kind of chopping it together and then we proceeded to go in the studio to work um so we went in there they, they started to mix on the song which i didn't produce that song um, so Dre was like, yo, let me kind of get this in a good place. But he's like, y'all want to work? He's like, I got all these great creative minds here. Y'all, let's collaborate or whatever. And then um, I think Game called Snoop and they were on FaceTime and they're like laughing, joking back and forth. And um, like, yo, you ain't gonna come up here or whatever. And, you know, Dre's like, yo, I ain't seen you in a while. Snoop like, yo, I'm on my way. So I'm like, wow, okay, I never met Snoop either. You know what I mean? So we in there kind of vibing. Um, he starts to mix the song. He kind of gets it in a good place. And then we kind of start working on some new tracks. And um, then Snoop walks in. So it's like, damn, you know what I mean? Jeez, crazy, man. crazy moment. Yeah, he comes in. He's like, yo, I want to touch everybody in the room. That was his first words. You know, basically like, he's like, I want to shake everybody's hand in the room. And introduce myself basically so you know he came in and it was like this iconic moment and then at the same time you know like somebody like game that's at his level he's such a down-to-earth like good person i'm seeing him like enjoy this moment just as much as i am right, you know what i mean so right. i'm like through all that success that you've achieved you still got that part in you that you know like that 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 kid that you know, it, you're enjoying this. You're not you're not a miserable person from your success, which is you know, it's a lot of people that I have met that are that person. And you're connecting other um, people. You're connecting other talent, good yeah, people. Yeah, you, you know, you're basically you, changing. You know, changing my life. Right. In the in the process, because you know, even you know, that's only one story. I mean, I've literally probably met so many like A list people from him. You know, like we were just at Chris Brown's house maybe like two days ago. You know, what I mean, and we did some work with him. Um, that's you know, amazing, man. That's yeah, amazing. The, I'll, I'll tell you that that's just that that story that you're just telling, and I'm visioning Snoop and, and Dre, and I saw some of the videos to your Instagram, so I kind of have a vision of what it looked like, anyways, because you guys were all huddled around in that studio. And man, my childhood, I remember my favorite rap song growing up was "Ain't Nothing But a G Thing." <laughs> you know, that's, that's all crazy. I think about those two guys, oh my man. God. 
I remember summer camps, summer camps in like sixth grade, and, and just just yep. it, with the Walkman. Remember the Walkman? Oh my God! With the little, you man, pop the, the little CD in. The, yeah. That joint changed the game. I, I remember, I, uh, I think it was fourth grade. My dad got me a Walkman, and so he got me the Mister Ice Cream Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. I wanted it so yes, bad. I remember that too. And he man. was like, "All right, man. Now look, <laughs> now don't tell your mom I got this." <laughs> yes, I remember that. I, I, I'll tell you, I used to listen to the 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 one, two, three, and to the four. I mean, I used to get that in my head every single night. Oh it was my just, god! So, and you uh, gotta think, all those moments were hitting me at that same time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then, and then it's at the same time, it's like I'm yeah. sitting in there talking to Dre, and he's like, you know chopping it up so I'm like think all this stuff is going through my head and then at the same time it's kind of like we're doing the creative process which is you know we're going through sounds and just messing around with samples and you know just just kind of vibing out man so it, it was kind of a surreal moment incredible yeah. incredible yeah man that's and, one of those moments know, where you go I'm on the right path man <laughs> listen I said the same thing and if you seen the post I literally said that and mm-hmm. you know when you I feel like when you're you know when people kind of view what you do a certain way they don't understand that you you know everybody's still searching for that validation you know what I mean and that's that's one thing I can tell um, you know you and all like the listeners like everybody's still searching for validation man it doesn't matter like how high you feel like so they true. are they're still looking for somebody to have a laugh with or just enjoy life and, that, and that's that's the, so you know that's one yeah. of the things I realize about you know like I said people that you would call the superstars man they're they literally just regular people so it's like if you treat them like a regular person they appreciate that way more than you kind of just being like your majesty what would you like your majesty you know right. what would you like master williams yeah. like instead of you know kind of being a butler to them if you just treat treat them like a regular person man ask them regular questions they enjoy that way more like than it just you know and they that, want it's real not man they want realness out. they want realness in yeah. their life because yeah. it's because we are it's like if you just you know you just won your high school basketball tournament and it's like every time i see you that's all i talk about eventually you go like yo get this dude out of here man <laughs> exactly. you know but if i come up to you like hey man what you eat last night you gonna like yo i you know what i mean you're gonna be excited you know what i'm saying yeah, so, absolutely or or know. even even more so if you can go deep with somebody to a different level than than that real surface shit that they're so used to exactly that's yeah. really where I it's mean, at yeah and that's mm-hmm. a you know that's kind of a space where a lot of people are uncomfortable um to go you know what i mean and that's for me i like have i love having conversations with anybody it could be a random stranger because i kind of like tapping into people you know what i'm saying and exactly. really seeing what's going on in their brain or kind of trying to understand them you know maybe because i'm imp- i'm an empathetic person and i could just always tell you know what i'm saying something's wrong or somebody has something going on you know or you know whatever it is but i i, I love that man i do I too man well that. that's why i to be honest that's that's the whole reason i started this podcast a year and a half ago was oh, that wow. exact reason is is to talk to us random strangers, learn from people, better myself, get to know people on a deeper level, uh, uh, and, and be able to share it. I mean, the, the the reward that we get from being able to share these stories or share a little inspiration or it could be a little soundbite, man. If there's somebody that takes away one minute from this thing that really touches them, that that's all the validation I need. Man, you know what I mean. I- I agree. Yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, that's that's. I feel like that's the key to life, man. It's like you can you can go through life and you can meet everybody you want to meet, but it's like what you know, what do you take or what do you learn 
from these situations. Some a lot of them be just for you to experience. But yeah, I can say I know if I die today, I can be like, yo, I met probably literally everybody I wanted to meet. You that's know what I mean? Awesome. That was that was. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's that's so beautiful. You mentioned something earlier. You said that you are one of several producers on Game's album. So uh, for yeah, yeah. for all of us people out here, including myself, that really have no idea, I'm still trying to figure out this music industry in general. But okay. but but for us that don't understand, so how does this whole from a business aspect, how does it work in terms of how does the artist choose who's producing, and then there's multiple producers, so who's in charge of X and who's in charge of Y and Z, etc. Shed a little light into that if you could. Well, it's, it's different. It's not. It's not like they necessarily choose. It's kind of like you have like a relationship with somebody. You know, it's like your your work relationship. Like if you were, uh, let's say, you were a contractor. You know, you pick your guys that paint. You pick your guys that do the form. You pick your guys that do the cabinets. You know what I mean? Like it's literally like the same thing when you're kind of putting together a project. So you know, you kind of bring in different people to give you different creative aspects. Um, you know, so basically me, I'm kind of like the bring everybody together, family orientated. You know, that's kind of like my style of production. Like I'm, you can, you can count on me. Like in producing, I'm kind of like LeBron. Like I could put up baskets. I'm great at, a, at assists. And then overall, you know, I have a, a great balance amongst, amongst being able to work in a room and work around lots of people. Some people, they work differently. They might only want to work by themselves or, you know, they might might not be as good at, at taking creative input or you know if the artist is like yo I don't like that if, you know it might make them feel some type of way mm -hmm. so you know it's kind of you know the, the creative process is especially with somebody like Game like Game is a blessing because the level that he works at so it's like from my outside looking in you kind of be like okay the Game alright yeah we get like one album from him every two years cool he definitely did some classic stuff but Outstanding. That's more so outside looking in. When you're in the inside, you're like, man, this dude. I'm like, this dude work every day. This dude work 20 hours a day. This guy doesn't sleep. Like he still works. Like he doesn't have a dollar. You know what I'm saying? It's like you live in Calabasas. You got every car in your driveway. Um, you know, multiple. You fucking made a half of fucking 100 million. You know, 50, 60 million bucks, and you still have this drive. That's through the roof. So how can somebody like me that hasn't amassed something like that right. not have that? You know what I'm saying? Thank God I do. You know, and that's you know what I'm built on those same morals and the working because it's you know it's really about the love for it. You know, it's like that the getting paid and the fact that I can pay my bills off music, man, that's a blessing. But the fact that I can just do what I love every day freely, man, is like you know I feel free. You can hear it, man. It. You can hear it in your voice. Yeah, I, I just feel I feel free. I appreciate that. Yeah, I feel free because it. So it's like, you know, when you in this process of like creating an album, you know, you kind of it's like a team, man. You know what I mean? And you kind of kind of like gotta be able to facilitate, you know, the right way to get to the championship, which is what we would say call it Grammy or a, a platinum album or something like that. So his, you know, working with him is the first time I've worked on an album like this. Typically, it'll be like. You know, say if I go work with Machine Gun Kelly or something, I'll go over there. They might be working on the album. I'll, you know, come in, play a couple tracks. They might like them, or I might collaborate on some stuff with him. Where, where games process is more of us, everybody, like, 
gets there every day create from scratch you know what I mean and that's kind of like you know what what his uh you know working on his album was like um and you know just it's just like a few guys we all kind of got our own situations but then we're all kind of coming together to work on his project so how does a, in the in that in that scenario how does a group of you guys get paid is it all on like royalties from the music how does that work well you, well, you get paid so any time you get a track on an album which is with it's called a placement so you might hear people say that um and that's typically writers or producers so you get paid royalties you get your publishing and then you also get a fee you know what i mean for every track that's on the album you know so say it'll be it'll be a fee of like you know five grand seventy five hundred ten grand some people get like 50 it just depends on who you're working with mm-hmm. um you know every artist has a different budget and they pay different depending on the situation um but yeah that's that's really how i go like you just work you don't have like a you don't get like a set fee where it's like yo i'm about to you're getting paid this today you know what i mean you might work for a year straight on something and not get a dollar and then when it comes out you make a million dollars you know what i'm saying that's you. that's that's how it works so it's kind of like you're building something it's uh, you know a painter like perfect per- example like picasso or something right picasso didn't paint paintings to get paid you know, he might have had like exactly. plays like that, like situations, but he would paint paintings and then, he'd, you know, it'd be a masterpiece. And then, you know, somebody comes along, which you would consider that a placement. And they'd be like, yo, we want to give you a million dollars. Yeah. Well, like, you're like a commissioned employee almost in a weird way. Ex- it's exactly, yeah, you're, a commissioned, exactly. you're a commissioned, you're an independent contractor, you're a commissioned person, and your success depends on how good the ultimate artwork the art piece comes out and, and how, exactly. how how much interest is in it yeah yeah exactly and that's you know also that's the difference i feel like between somebody a beat maker and a producer you know a, a beat is just one aspect of a song producing it is like you know getting the best out of the vocals the the beat the, you know and just kind of producing it into you know something that's great you know it's like if you get a uh or you know how how books work right it'll be like somebody that's like uh the author and then it, it'll be somebody there that's kind of like have their ideas peeled out there just write all their ideas down and then this author will take it and like make it into a crazy story mm-hmm. so it's literally like the same thing as you know a producer that's kind of what we do we'll take you know i'll make a beat and then he'll you know he might record vocals to it and then i kind of start tailoring it around his vocals because everything you know has if it's if it's tailored the right way that's usually what you would call a, a hit record or even a great song because every song isn't a hit record but that doesn't mean you know it's songs that you know that's probably your favorite song but it's not the biggest song in the world what's the you biggest so, hit what's the biggest hit record you've been a part of the biggest one i've been a part of probably the biggest song I've been a part of was that one with like Gary Clark and like Chameleon there and E40 and all them which is uh it's actually this artist named uh 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 Trader Truth he's from uh Texas Houston Texas and the song is I'm on 3.0 and that's the one that has like Gary Clark and like Rick Ross and all of them so that's probably like the nice biggest man. one I say you know as far as like um you know all those kind of like names you know and all of that stuff when I think um, of Chameleon there, I mean, man, I'm always thinking, you see me rolling. Oh, my God. Rain. You and me? They like you and me, too. I wish I worked on that yeah, song. They want to grab me for that song. They? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, um, yeah, that's probably like the biggest one like I've been a part of as far as that. You know, like the crazy cast of, you know, artists. Um, I mean, I got to work on some cool stuff. I done worked on like TLC's album, you know, their last album. Wow. So I've been able to like work 
rub shoulders with, you know, some great people and, uh, you know, be a part of some things. I've yet to have, like, that number one, you know, record or, like, that record that's, like, triple platinum or some stuff like that. So that's kind of, Just you know, a matter of time, brother. Things. Just a matter exactly. of time. Exactly. And, yeah. and those are things on my bucket list, you know what I mean, as far as that, you know. Uh, or, you know, just for my my resume, because <laughs> it's like you know, the more stuff you do like that, the more you can kind of utilize, um, you know, to get more things under your wings. You know what I mean? So I've been blessed to, that I have like a personality where I can kind of speak to people. You know, and I had kind of like a spirit where they just let me in. <laughs> yeah, and then so you got and you got this physique because like Dr. Dre, he'll, he'll never forget. You. Oh yeah, that big buff motherfucker. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember Duke, the big buff dude, man. And uh, you vegan? too yeah yep Couple dude how, years, how in the world can you be vegan with that frame um i mean it's you know it's crazy <laughs> man uh, a lot of it is you know the old school bodybuilder way is protein 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 right but the part about that is they'll tell you is is that's not the main part of your diet you know people be like 70 percent protein 30 percent vegetables but it's really like a 30 percent protein 40 percent carbs you know what i'm saying like right. that's really the balance you know because you kind of it, it's about the quality of food you eat and the, and the kind of stuff you eat so for me it was you know my girl um i always kind of like straddle the fence you know with a plant-based kind of diet like i did it actually before i moved here i actually was a vegan when i lived in cleveland and i moved here and i had a taco a real taco for the first time not those fucking uh el paso shells <laughs> but like a real taco from like you know a, you know a mexican person man it was like uh -huh. ridiculous and i was like man i like this and i kind of just started eating it every you know every day i lived across the street from this grand central market on second and Broadway, which is like a popular that street is like popular. It'd be like every movie is funny. But um I lived over there and I was like, yo, I want you know, I like these tacos. I started eating them every day and it, just, it pulled me away from that. And then I kinda went back to it and then after that I was just like, forget it. You know, and I was making a lot of money at the time. I was just eating whatever I want, man. Next thing I look up, I was like three hundred and seventy pounds. Oh, shit. And I'm like, shit. You know, I mean I'm I'm a big guy, I'm six foot two. So right. you know what? It wasn't that bad where I you know, even though I don't tell people how much I weigh, they're like, Man, you weigh that much so I kind of just woke up one day, man, and um, it was like a rough point in my life, and I just started working out, man, and, and you know, the, along with that came, like, the healthy lifestyle, because I was like, okay, I'm going to work out, I got to eat right, and I was pescatarian at the time, and then my girlfriend uh, that I've been with, Marquita, we've been together for about three, three years, um, she wanted to eat vegan, maybe, like, two years ago, she was like, yo, I want to try it out, I was like, I tried it before, let's try it, you know what I mean, let's do it, and, um, you know, I kind of just fell in love with it, I stayed strict with it, and, you know, I just like how I feel, man, you know, if, any, wow. if, if anything that matters, like, you know, like, I, they say, you, you know, you eat to live, don't live to eat, so it's like, when you live to eat, you just eat, you know, stuff that doesn't do anything for you, but it tastes good, you know, it's kind of like, <laughs> how does it impact, how, how has it impacted your workouts and, and, and your everyday, you know, your cardio, your, your muscle, the, the weightlifting, all that kind of stuff? Well, it's funny, I, it's funny when I get around people, they feel like I look younger, you know what I'm saying? And they be like, yeah, but I see you, you look younger, man, it's like, it's like Benjamin Button, man, that's the, that's the one thing I can say. <laughs> Um, energy through the roof, dog. I mean, I can stay up, man. If I, you know, if I get the proper rest or something like that, I never get like sluggish. Like, it's just a lot of, um, 
you know, a lot of benefits like my oxygen with just cardio. I don't know, man. It's like I've never been, you know, I've always been a big dude my my whole life. You know what I mean? So I never right. even kind of even knew what it was like to be in shape. So hey, maybe more of it could you just didn't, be. You didn't need you didn't need the the, the eighteen ounce ribeye to uh, put right. pounds on. <laughs> hey, when I hey, that's how I used to eat. Shoot, man. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't had no problem with that. I was tearing ribeyes, yeah. ribs, especially Ohio, man. You know we oh, home dude. with a barbecue. Yeah, bro. Listen, like, man, people don't realize Cleveland's Cleveland's got some of the best culinary and steakhouses and food options that there are. Oh my god! Listen, I say that from here, like, and I've been here, like I said, seven years, and I still say the food here doesn't touch anything in the Midwest. So it's true. just if you get off. Authentic, like Mexican food, mm. which is funny because people don't know if they people. Everybody likes Mexican food because they eat Chipotle. Like how is Chipotle so popular? It's Mexican, <laughs> exactly. Basically, you know what I mean. But some authentic Mexican food, man, it's like life changing. Um, outside yeah. of that, I just feel like we got it. You know, in the Midwest, man, in Ohio, we Cleveland, do, bro. We do. You yeah, ever come back? You ever come home? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I try to come home at least once or twice a year. Okay. Um, I'm trying to. When I first moved, those first two years, I used to come back like every other month, man. It was crazy. Oh, I'm sure. And then, you know, I, I kind of fell on some rough times, so I wasn't able to, you know. And I was like sleeping out of the studio. It was crazy, but you know, all, I got great perspective from all those moments in my life, man. Yeah. Well, hey, when you come back, man, we'll have to uh, do a follow up podcast here in person with the video and everything, man. I'd be love to have you here. Uh, okay, yeah. you and some Jameson, let's do it. Dude, hey, bro, we'll, have, we'll make an epic. It will go viral before we know it, before we even push send. Come on. Hey, uh, so real quick, I know you're doing this with the producing and obviously the, the music and everything, but you also have your own beats, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about that a little bit. You say no. You said my own. Hold on, I'm confused. You have your own. You have your own like beats and mixes and everything that you can that you oh, can purchase. Correct. Said, oh yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, I just started my website. Uh, it's actually uh, don't mind if I do dot com, which is funny. I came up, uh, which is my Instagram handle too. Right. Um, you know, everybody knows me as Big Duke, so don't mind if I do is kind of like one of my. Um, but basically, basically, I. Can't came up with it I, I would always say that you know like if, if you gave me something to eat or something I'd be like thank you or, or, or if I gave you something you'd be like thanks and I'd be like oh, don't mind if I do you know we would kind of laugh about it you know kind of something like my one liner thing you know I would say um so one day I was like yo you know what I'm gonna just try this you know as my name I'm gonna change my Instagram name to that Mm-hmm. And I changed it and I literally like no lie. I got DMs, I got calls, like everybody was like, Yo, I love that name, man. How'd you come up with that? And I'm like, Wow, okay. Well people like this fine. Wow. <laughs> so I arrived with that. Um so you know, I kinda took that, I was like, Yo, I wanna build out a website. Um, just kind of build like a platform and, it, and it, you know start small because it's like you got to start somewhere so what I do now is like I have like you know production tools for like up and like say if a kid is like y'all want to make beats and you know I don't know what to use so I have like a you know you can come on my website where I sell these sound packs and stuff and you kind of go through these sound packs and it's like cool sounds and kicks and snares but just like all of the tools that you would need to you know at least create something dope at least that's you know you know my perspective on it and um i definitely want to grow it to something bigger but that's kind of like where i'm starting out with that nice man um you know because it's you know it's just a, a good like i said platform for that kind of stuff and yeah i also do like freelance you know working with like independent artists and stuff 
you know, so say if it was like somebody in there were looking, you know, to work on some records or something, you know, that's something I would, you know, contact them or they contact me, you know, we have, you know, kind of get in the studio, work out the business end of it and um, just kind of get to work because I feel like that, you know, when I was coming up, that was a big thing. It was like, would want to make it but it was like you couldn't even work with somebody somebody that had like a level of you know an ear or an understanding or you know was rubbing shoulders with these kind of people um that sure. they wanted to be on or and being able to work with them so it's like somebody could work with me and they like yo i work with this guy he works with the game and you know it's kind of like a, a a good thing so it's like i wanted to kind of you know blend that man and, and make that because it's like you know, when I was coming up, everybody was up so high. It was like you couldn't even reach them. Uh, <laughs> it was exactly. Like, it's like impossible. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yep. you know, that's that. So that's kind of, you know, what, what, you know, as far as like my um, freelance stuff, that's that's where I'm at. Well, hey, that. man, listen, look at the most successful people. They're not, look at just in the music industry in general. Look at Jay Z we mentioned earlier. It's not that he became a billionaire off of just rapping and singing. You look at all the other things that he gets involved in. All the other yeah. businesses, all the other secondary and third and fourth, and you get you, you kind of diversify yourself, and next thing you know, you've got all this these different revenue streams, these different income streams. That's how you make your money. Look at exactly. look at who we were just talking about, Dr. Dre. Dre beats by Dre. He, he the guy made more money with these headphones than he's ever in his life imagined, and who would have thought that? Yeah, it's a crazy story behind that. He actually. Uh... When a, a guy, no, he was telling him, "Yo, I'm gonna make some headphones," and the guy was like, "Nah." He was like, "I'm gonna sell them for three hundred bucks," and he was like, "Yeah, fucking right." <laughs> so look at him now. Famous so, last words, right? Exactly. Yeah, five hundred so million I, later or whatever it is. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I, no, I don't doubt anyone, man. If you, I feel like if you following your dreams, man, you gonna get there, man. You know, advice for people. Man. Advice, advice you've got, man. You kind of hinted on it before. Before we finish it off, advice for the young people listening to this. They're they're at a crossroads. They're at that point. Maybe they're finishing college. Maybe they never went, and they want to get into music, or maybe it's something else completely unrelated. What man, do you tell I, them to do? Man, follow your heart, man. Trust, trust the process, and. Man, the greatest thing in life, I can tell you, man, is patience and understanding. And 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 with patience, with you know, you'll be forced to understand. <laughs> so yes. I just feel like, you know, you kinda gotta envision yourself there. You might not fully, but just understand that if you see yourself there, you can get there, man. That's it. You know what I mean? That's that's my thing. That's my my GPS, I call it. My moral uh, GPS. I like that, man. So, that internal you know, GPS. Follow, heart, follow it. Follow it. Go for it because if you ne- if you don't, you'll regret it. And if you don't make it or you ne- you don't get what you want, at least you say you tried. Lessons are lessons are blessings, man. You'll land on it. You know, shoot for a star, and we're you know either gonna land on the star or below, but you'll land somewhere. You know, take a leap, man. Leaps of faith. Hey, uh, Big Duke, everybody. Don't mind if I Duke on Instagram. We'll link you up on the in the show notes, bro. Again, appreciate you taking the time tonight. Uh, it's been great talking to you. I love your story. Love your energy. You will no doubt continue to excel in this industry. I, I have no doubt. And, and I'm being honest. Please let me know when you come back to Cleveland, man. We'll do this again. Thank you, Nate. I appreciate you too, brother, man. I appreciate you having me on the show, man. Definitely going to be uh, down to be on it again whenever, man. Just let me know. Shout me a holler, brother. I'll have the Jameson on ice for you. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, brother. Talk to you soon. All right, baby. Thanks. Yeah, have a good one. You too. Take care. Peace. Yeah.